Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier digital art platform. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating beautiful art. Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Collector's Corner. We have our 25th Cornering the Market episode today, our weekly gen art review, where we go through everything you need to know to stay up with the gen art space. Today is Thursday, March 9th. This is a video episode. Check it out on YouTube. We'll also have it on the podcast, but we're showing beautiful art. So try to check it out if you can. If you can't do either, we'll have a Twitter thread coming out. And shown on screen here is our lovely newsletter where we cover stories that we do not have the time to cover on this podcast or in that thread. So check that out. Subscribe. You'll really appreciate it. It'll come to your inbox so you won't be distracted by Twitter and Discord when you're learning about what's happening in the gen art world. As always, we will let you know when we own a collection that we are talking about here and going to us. My name is P. You may know me online as at Aston Cloud. Here's my Twitter handle. Folks have been asking how to find us. I'm joined by my co-host, Jared, who you may know online as Jared underscore pause. How are you today, my friend? Dude, I'm living the dream as always. And I'm super excited because uh, today is my cheat day for uh, for a meal. So I get to go to pizza tonight. So uh, a huge treat for me, kind of uh, off topic from Gen Art, but Damn it, I'm going to have some uh, some amazing pizza. I hope you get some generative pizza someday. Someday you can have that. Uh, that's awesome. I would cheat day, too many days that I have cheat days. I need, to, I need to have some non-cheat days, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Real quick, on screen here is our collector's corner handle. So that is us. Please follow us on Twitter as well. This is where we do all our announcements. We'd love to hear from you and get feedback from you as well. Let's hop into the show itself. We start with the markets. Been a bit of a rough week for Bitcoin and Ethereum and Tezos. Bitcoin down 8.7% to 21.4. Ethereum down 7.8% to 15.26. Tezos down 12.6% down to $1.05. I know it seems bad. Just keep in mind, though, little bit over 30 days ago, we were sitting around $1,200 Ethereum back at the beginning of the year. So I guess it's been two months. Uh, but the point is we're really holding here. The chart pattern is constructive. I know it feels bad because we've retraced from about 1700 But just to keep that in perspective, we'll see if we hold the line here. I think that we do or retrace a little bit. But I know that there. this is always a concern when your assets are denominated within these currencies. So hold on. Be patient. We are still bullish on the generative art market. And as we said last week, these lower prices and fear in the market, if you will, have led to some really great gen art being on sale. So let's go ahead and look at some of that blue chip gen art and see what's going on. We're looking at seven day volume. Top in number of sales is Brain Loops with 46. Then jumping down, we see Genesis by Claire Silver at 15 and Life in West America with 14. Clean Sweep by Brain Drops coming in fourth and fifth. We have QQL Mint Pass at 13 and Paper Armada by Chettle Golid at eight. Love to see Paper Armada up there. In terms of floor price percentage, uh, again, <laughs> brain drops really, really going after it. We have a 70% increase in brain loops, 63% in Genesis by Claire Silver. And, you know, I'm going to skip these next two because uh, there were basically lower price items selling, although an autoglyph looks like was either sold or delisted, but 
that's great to see that jump up. Uh, and then life in West America up 22%. Jared, any big sales to highlight? Yeah, the big sales of note this week is there's a 350 ETH spiral Fidenza. The seller was Bro Jackson, uh, amazing collector, proof co-member. Um, and then there's just many sales in the Fidenzas this week at 80 ETH. So lots of action over there, which is very, very engaging. Um, and then uh, there's 100 ETH ringer sale and then uh you know we'll hit squiggles a little bit later on but man that was a beautiful beautiful fidenza and, and congrats to the buyer i haven't done the due diligence to figure out who bought it but man that thing is a absolute stunner it is beautiful spiral that was a wrapped eth bid somebody threw a 350 ether wrapped eth bid out there which is which is a big one and this is the beige background ringer also on a wrapped eth bid so for 100 ether so it's it's been nice to see some of these really big blue chips sell and it's felt a little bit like okay we're we're seeing some activity in like the the high high end of the generative art world how's fx hash looking you know i, I was doing my research uh prior to yesterday and it looked a little bit uh paltry and then i saw the fx hash sales bot kind of go off yesterday and it pumped it back up. There was a lot of sales yesterday. We're recording this on a Thursday. So that was a Wednesday. And overall, it feels a little bit, um, I don't want to call it lackluster, but it feels a little bit stagnant. There's a, there's a couple of great projects. I mean, Asakia got a couple sales yesterday. There's a, a kindergarten uh, by Yazid and Zankan that happened. Contrapuntos are going off. But overall, um, feels um neutral so to speak it it's cool to see a lot of these higher tez sales especially with a, a garden mon monolith going off but overall I, I just i don't see a lot of uh new projects with a lot of enthusiasm and just kind of a, a trickle for the um the previous stuff yeah that's fair and, and again i mean i feel really like a broken record saying this multiple times but it's it's kind of how the market's been the last few months, just a little bit slow. Um, although a bright spot always in the market are squiggles. What's going on with the Chromie squiggles these days? So the good news is uh, there was a pretty great rebound from last week. Uh, and we're up to a total of 384 ETH in seven-day volume. It's a 150 ETH jump from last week. And while that sounds uh, incredible... I felt like last week was a kind of a de depressed squiggle market. So it's good to see that. And in the process, it's, you know, the, the floor price has fallen from 12.8 last week to 12. So, but we're starting to see like some really good support and a lot of wrapped ETH bids in that uh, we'll call it 10 to 12 arena is, is really holding strong. I've always said we got to hold that uh, 16 to 18 K floor. So I really feel like that's an important place to hold. Um, and then sales went up also, right? Like we're seeing 28 sales versus last week at 17. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I was going through the sales feed for the last seven days. There's not really been a lot of anything of, uh, of note, a couple fuzzies, but I call it largely a lot of floor liquidity. Uh, shout out to one of the, I'll call it great listeners and supporters of Collector's Quarter, Wim. He was able to weave a really great uh, ribbed squiggle that he's now rocking as PFP. Him and I were DMing about that. So people are, are creating entry points, which are awesome. A, a couple of little notes since there wasn't any like great highlights is day zero. Uh, you know, I went and did a little bit of research. Only four of them listed, but 
below 20 ETH and then it jumps to 80. So incredible price discrepancy there. And then uh, low color spreads. So color spread 10 or less. The floor is 25 and there's a couple really good ones. Uh, 25 for a normal. There's two fuzzies in the 20 ETH realm, but that's kind of have an interesting aesthetic. But you know, if, if you're in the, in the market for some really nice low color spreads, you're looking at uh, 25 to 30 ETH. And then final point, I know we're going to, I'll, I'll leak it out a little bit, but we'll have a, a spaces in the coming weeks about uh, community curated traits. Uh, Squiggle DAO, obviously at the forefront in trying to uh, educate on the squiggles. They had a trait release this week. So really fun um, release there and just some interesting points. If you're interested, uh, again, a lot of controversy about the release of these traits, but food for thought. Yeah, that'll be a really exciting conversation. And I'm looking forward to it because I think that the idea of community curated traits will be a larger one as time goes on. And the Squiggle DAO has pioneered that. I also wanted to point out this bold sold for 35, but color spread 12, but it's actually very, very beautiful. I know color spread 10 tends to be the cutoff that people think about, but that's a great one. And in terms of community curated traits, uh, you know, this is one that Jared, you know, I've spoken to you about before. Uh, but I really, really like these monochrome slinkies and you don't get monochrome anywhere really other than slinkies and pipes, pipes being a lot more rare. So you don't see too much. And this one has a difference between start color and end color 17. So they get more monochrome than that, but just love the idea of having a slinky that's a single color uh, personally. So that's, that's something that I know I have tried to collect for because I think it's cool and well, that'll be a great conversation in general. We'll take a look at friendship bracelets real quick here. So friendship bracelets, the sales were 388, 426 last week. So down there volume is at about 116. This is, this is low. We didn't have the exact volume from last week uh, recorded, but it's, it's a tad lower floor price is 0.24 down from 0.26 really kind of feels like these are finding a floor. Uh, but as a liquidity indicator, just continue to indicate that liquidity is not there in the gen art market at the time. So be patient friends and uh, keep, keep checking on those uh, friendship bracelets. We'll start with some gen art news. Now, the first story is about bright moments unveiling their Tokyo Mint Passes. So for folks who don't know, the Mint Passes already went on sale. They're in secondary. There are 10 artists. They are numbered uh, 1 through 10. I don't believe there's a Mint Pass 0 unless there's a special artist there. Uh, but on Monday, they will reveal, Monday noon Eastern, who the artists are. And, you know, some of these artists have different levels of prominence. So people are hoping that they get a Lars Wander or Chettle Golid or somebody else. But fantastic lineup of artists. This will be a cool thing to watch for the community and to see who got who. The next story I want to talk about is On Water. So this was uh, actually the RSVP, which is no longer available, but On Water uh, is a, uh, well, folks can join the waitlist here, but tonight from 7 to 9 p.m. So by the time this airs, the, unfortunately, this will be over. But there's an exhibition going on at the 0x.17 gallery on Pier 17 in uh, New York City that is hosted with Bright Moments as well. And it is curated by our friend Emily Edelman, amongst other folks as well. And it has art from Brian Brinkman, Dimitri Cherniak, Emily Edelman, Emily Shia, a lot of really big name artists, Lars Wander, and it is water themed. So this is going to be open 
I believe until February, sorry, excuse me, April 6th. We'll double check the exact timing, but uh, there are different, oh, here we go, March 6th to April 6th. And so it's just a cool exhibition. Nothing's being sold here. You just can go and check out all of these artworks and they are all going to be water-based. So that is the theme here. So it's a phenomenon that almost every generative artist has portrayed water and that will be the theme. I just think it's a cool thing that they're putting on. I like that there's a theme here and I'm sure the art is going to be beautiful. Wish I could make it. Unfortunately, I won't be able to. But if you are in New York in that month, check it out. I think it'll be worthwhile. Let's talk about some great art at great prices. On the Emily Edelman theme, this is a collection that I really like. It's called Martin by Emily Edelman. It released on Verse. And you can see that there are just some beautiful outputs here that, you know, I just think it went a little bit under the radar uh, because it was, well, <laughs> during this time period, a lot of stuff has gone under the radar. Floor price is about 200 US dollars. It may, make sure you check it on OpenSea as well. It may be a little bit cheaper there, but um, really beautiful art. If it resonates with you, go ahead and check it out. Perhaps pick one up. Yeah, versus doing some really amazing work. I, I strongly recommend the the any of the listenership kind of put that on your daily, if not weekly, uh, connection just to check in what's coming in and uh, just amazing, amazing work over there. For our next great art at great prices, I wanted to do Entre Tiempos by Marcelo. Uh, again, we're looking at a 0.31 ETH floor, so just kind of maxing out that uh, that great art at great prices. Uh, bandwidth that we try to stay within but there's there's two things uh this is really cool i forget how to engage it but there's an a side and a b side so what shows up on OpenSea is only half of the the overall art and then um you can go into the art blocks discord under the artist specific and and it, it teaches you how to toggle between the two and but an interesting observation for me is that you see contrapuntos going off on tez and very seldom do you see Tez art being more, from a fiscal perspective, more expensive than uh, Artblocks curated. And this one's just the opposite. Uh, so I think there's some really great pieces starting to fill in at the floor. Um, just looking on screen, there's a beautiful one with a gold black background. And then there's a really amazing one also uh, with the black and white coloring. So really, really awesome opportunities if you're in the market. So just something of note there. Right. It's beautiful art. It's also an art box curated from some of the earlier sets back in February 22. So those tend to uh, have a little bit of some brand recognition that can help buoy prices. And uh, over here is Contrapuntos, which has a floor of about $1,700 at the current prices. So it doesn't hit our great art at great prices threshold. But to your point, in one of the few instances of a collection by the same artist being worth more on the Tezos chain right, uh, compared to the Ethereum chain, especially maybe the only instance of an art box curated like that. I'm not sure. Uh, don't hold me to that because I haven't done all the research, but um, certainly one that stands out. The next uh, great art at great prices I wanted to talk about is The Muses by Danielle King. We actually mentioned this in our weekly uh, tweet about upcoming drops. This is a really interesting collection. I wanted to put it on folks' radar. So it the really so the, the story behind this is that 
there were a lot of female artists for centuries who were considered muses and would help the male artists with the work themselves to varying degrees. It sounds like sometimes they, they made a lot of the work themselves, but they often wouldn't get credit. And so this piece here, this collection uses AI to recreate portraits. And what's really interesting, so all these portraits, the, the key here is the gaze of the uh the woman in depicted in the portrait and uh that gaze is supposed to sort of represent a male gaze the way that a man would look out in art from from those times and i'm butchering the story a little bit but it's it's a really beautiful i think uh kind of theme here and let's add on to that some of the technology and what's interesting is this is part of emergent properties. And the way that this worked was you would mint one of these and then it would generate it randomly. So just like in code-based generative art, we're used to this idea that you mint something and then you get a random output. You don't know what it's going to be ahead of time. Most of AI art is not that way because of technical challenges, but this platform is doing that emergent properties. And this collection was one of those. So you bought it, you didn't know what you had, and you had to actually wait a while for it to reveal. It took at least a couple hours for all of them to reveal. So I just thought it was a great story. I think it's beautiful art and it's resonating with people at the moment. The floor is uh, 139 Tezos and full disclosure. I own some of these. Uh, Jared does not, but I just, I just really like them on top of that. You know, AI art is really starting to move and this is a Tezos based AI art platform. This is only their third collection. So just a lot of things that could resonate with you. Uh, if you're interested in AI art, if you like the story, if you like the art itself, uh, or the fact that it's on Tezos. So just, just something I thought like was worth highlighting. Because I'm not in the know and maybe for the listenership, is this on object or do you have to go specifically to a website? So they are on object, but they're not always listed on object. So it'd be better to go to the mprops.ai, which we'll link to in the show notes. Uh, that is the where more of the listings are. It's kind of like verse an open C where like the default will be for it to be listed on verse, but you can find some listed over on, on object. And that's good to know, especially with these emerging markets and, and art, you know, you spend half your time trying to find the damn stuff. So it's good that uh, we can help guide people in the right direction. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for exciting upcoming drops, this is a, a bit of an interesting one. So Harvey Rayner has his first one-of-one one piece at Sotheby's that is currently open for auction. The bidding closes on March 5th. It's a beautiful piece that is called Wonderland Entropy, just in classic Harvey style, tons and tons of detail and a lot of patterning as the pattern.co is, uh, is his name. Uh, right now, the current bid is $10,000. And uh, next Tuesday, mark your calendars, we will be doing a little fun live show with Harvey, our first ever live video show, Jared. So that's going to be cool. Um, but Harvey is raffling away a, a physical print. So he had 10 options that he put out on Twitter, asked people for feedback. Anybody who gave him feedback, he's going to raffle off a physical print. You can, I believe, choose one of the options that you suggested for your physical print. So not necessarily this exact output. So it's a fun little thing that he's doing to give back to the community. And we, of course, applaud him on his first one-of-one uh, of one here with Sotheby's that he's selling. And, and congrats on, on getting into Sotheby's. I know that for artists, especially one who's been around as long as Harvey, 
this is a, a really monumental uh, opportunity. So congrats to Harvey. Uh, congrats to all the artists. There's more in the Sotheby's auction. I know Iskra and a few others. So congrats to all of you. I know it's awesome to see this where uh, more of a, a traditional auction house is is jumping in with both feet and supporting maybe some more natively digital artists so this is really really invigorating and i think minor correction is the the 15th is when this auction ends ah uh, yes yeah, sorry i'm not sure what i said but yes the 15th is when it ends and the day before on the 14th we will do our spaces to showcase that the raffle so that'll be a lot of fun we'll announce that soon the next one we want to talk about is Strands of Solitude by William Mapon, which is launching on Friday, March 10th, 1 p.m. Eastern. It's a 400 piece collection, Dutch auction starting at 8 ETH. All the items were pre selected. Some of them have been purchased. Tonic is doing an interesting methodology here where folks can purchase ahead of time some of the outputs, but the art is just beautiful. I mean, I'm going to open up the Tonic website as I do that. Uh, what what are your thoughts on this collection? And uh, oh, of course, we we did a Twitter Spaces on this yesterday, chatting with William, who's one of our favorite people. So we really appreciate him taking the time. But yeah, anything to add, Jared? I would just say that these are really scaled to print in a very large format. Anybody who follows uh, William has seen that these can be printed at a almost uh, height that exceeds a, a traditional male height. So. Uh, you know, if you are into the marriage of physical and digital, uh, you know, through Tonic, I believe they have the high res images of these, you can get a really, really big sized print. And I think that everybody who's seen them are absolutely enamored with the, the level of detail. And again, on our little mobile phones, or even uh, computer monitors, it apparently does not do it justice. But you know, as peace scrolling through this, I think you're starting to see exactly what we've we've said is, you know, this is a, a beautiful collection. I love the the colors. And, and, you know, one thing that William talked about on our spaces is his jump from, you know, uh, a maximum of three colors and anti-cyclone to really trying to embrace 21 palettes with five colors and and finding complementary through complementary colors through his color theory. So, uh, you know, an obvious evolution of his work and you know, honestly, uh, I'm excited to see some of these and see what the market has to say about it. Yeah, and, and definitely go and check out our conversation we had with William. It was fantastic, as always, because William is fantastic. But this is just a really cool story as well. He talks about how this emerged from the feelings of isolation that he had during the pandemic that a lot of us had and occasionally feelings of joy, which you see here in some colorful palettes. So really a great mix there. Definitely worth checking out uh, and looking at the art at least. Bright moments, Tokyo, but the AI, you know, we, we spoke about earlier about the artist reveal, but the min passes for the AI collection are going to be released uh, or at least gone going to Dutch auction here on March 14th at 3 PM uh, Pacific. And I think that this is uh, something that's really intriguing to me. And we're going to start to see a direct correlation. I think the the mint passes for uh, the the other Tokyo releases, I think minted out around like 0 0.8, 0 0.81, somewhere on there. So I think here's a really, really interesting data point to see what this will mint out and if there is any sort of perceived uh, premium for AI versus a, a traditional. 
generative art project. So that's a data point I'm following, but an incredible lineup and, and kudos hats off to Seth and the bright moments team for identifying AI before even the big breakouts uh, here recently. I mean, from my understanding and, and talking with Seth and some other collectors, this was all lined up way before uh, life in West America. So amazing, amazing foresight. Uh, another data point that bright moments is generally ahead of the curve for a lot of things, but you can see on screen here, Van Armin, Claire Silver, just a lot of amazing, amazing artists here. And again, the, it will be a Dutch auction. You'll get a mint pass with a number. There'll be an artist reveal at a later date. Uh, and you know, if you're into gambling, here's your chance. <laughs> Many chances to gamble as always. Let's talk about some of the artists to highlight. The first one I wanted to talk about is Ivana Tao, who, if you just check back on the last screen, is part of the Bright Moments release. Ivana has actually had another Bright Moments release, is also a super rare artist. I mean, I'll just click, click on their link tree, and you can see that they've released a lot of stuff in a lot of places, and it's just beautiful art. I think it's worth having you on your radar as... Uh, they are worth having your radar as one of these fantastic AI artists that is just making really cool work. And you honestly could go and look at every single one of these bright moments, AI artists. We've talked about Claire Silver before and a few others, but I wanted to highlight Ivana as one who maybe isn't talked about as much and has, as I said, just, just work that to me is, is quite mesmerizing. We'll close some of these tabs here. The next one is Pindar Van Armen, who is uh, really very, very prominent as an AI artist, does a lot of uh, GAN art, so generative uh, adversarial networks, I, th I believe, maybe generational. I need to brush up on my AI acronyms completely, but uh, Pindar has a, you know, he's just done a really, really great job of making fun, collectible collections that are technologically just next level uh so he just released something called bike gans which is 100 percent decentralized and on chain he has all these gans that he calls the, the gang g-a-n-g -G, which is a fun play on words has his own discord has his own community he's just one of those artists who really seems to understand and embrace web3 in in another way in, on another level and so pindar is one that you you really need to know Fantastic artist, fantastic community builder, and really one of the faces of the, the AI movement. So definitely check out his page and his works. It will be worth your time. Before we jump over to Bruce, uh, shameless plug for Collector's Corner. We did an amazing spaces with uh, some great collectors for AI. Uh, a ridiculous amount of alpha and leads were released in that. So if you haven't listened and you got some spare time in the gym or putting the kids down or just don't want to pay attention to work two hours. It's amazing. You know, check it out. It's a, it, it's something I'm going to listen to multiple times, even though I was there. Uh, moving right. on to, what's that? I said, that's right. We'll have that. We'll have that out soon. Also on the podcast. Yeah. So the, the last artist to highlight is, is Bruce with studio Yorktown, uh, obviously coming off the heels of an amazing release, which was perpendicular inhabitation. Bruce has been teasing a bunch of new outputs and, and uh, releases. So, and some of the palettes that, that are coming up, obviously the one that's on screen is kind of the, your, your typical Bauhaus, uh, but 
really, really integra interesting integration of shapes and colors as always. Just wanted to highlight it because it's something uh, top of mind for us and looking forward to what this release will do. Uh, obviously, full disclosure, I own uh, a lot of Tesseracts and other uh, Studio Yorktown pieces, but you know, just again, amazing, amazing artists doing amazing things. Yeah, we love Bruce. We love his work. It's fantastic. Let's go on to Art to Watch. So this is an interesting one. So this is Genesis by Claire Silver. It was, I believe, the first, if not one of the first uh, Braindrops releases. It's part of the Day Zero Braindrops set, meaning uh, there are three collections that if you have one of each, you are on the allow list for future Braindrops releases. That's probably part of the reason why this is now sitting at a 24 Ethereum floor. It has run up a lot lately, but that's not the reason I wanted to highlight it. I wanted to highlight it because Claire Silver is considered by many the face of the AI art movement. And Claire, this is the Genesis collection of Claire's. And so it's uh, only 500 pieces really run up a lot, but this feels almost like the narrative is forming that this is the, the first true full AI art collection. So put on your radar, I would never advocate somebody uh, to purchase a 24 Ethereum floor after it's just run up. That doesn't mean it won't go up higher. I just, from a risk management standpoint, that's a lot of money for something that has jumped up a lot. But this is a collection that I think you should know about and one to keep an eye on. The second one I wanted to mention is Aragnation by Devi Parikh and Abhishek Das. Now, this is at a 0.26 Ether floor, only 128 items. Why am I highlighting this? Because Devi Parikh is also an AI artist and has this collection Confluence, which is on Braindrops. Confluence, like most Braindrops, has had a really big run-up in recent times. Well, we did the six-month chart. You can see it a little bit more easily. Um, but Aragnation, which was dropped on art blocks, also AI art, has not really moved much. So you're kind of seeing a little bit of the braindrops effect. I think this could be an interesting one to watch. And given the price point is relatively low, might be one that you might want to pick up if you enjoy the art and uh, you think that this uh, AI meta, even from an investment standpoint, this AI trend might catch over here as well. So that's uh, the second art to watch I wanted to highlight. You want to take us home with some charts, Jared? Yeah, the the two that I wanted to connect on today, and just for reference, there's not a lot of data. The first one is Render's Game by Mount Vitruvius. Um, amazing release, very well received by Collectorship. But you can kind of see the the general trend on screen has been a uh, a path to a one ETH floor support. And I bring this up um, not as... Uh, financial advice or anything but it's just a, a data point to me of you know a lot of these very well received collections find especially non-curated find a way to find support around that uh, 2k entry point again i don't know what this is gonna do long term but it's it seems to have flattened out so anybody who maybe did not put their hat in the mix uh, or sat on the sidelines wasn't able to mint during mint day and didn't uh, get caught up in the fanaticism there's a really good uh, potential entry point here. Just something I'm personally watching to see how this thing performs. But, you know, it's beautiful art, amazing artist with a, you know, a very small selection of uh, work out in the, in the wild here. So just something to that popped out to me is that it seems to have found some, uh, some general support. So 
uh, again, not a lot of data, but it's something that uh, I really like. And the other thing that's really interesting is the something we always look at. The market cap has really dipped below the cost basis. So a really interesting data point there, uh, as we always have this e thesis that it will um, pop up in due time. So um, just kind of top of mind there. The, the next one would be Automatism by Yazid. And I bring this up, it's come up a couple times, but just one that I, I personally trade uh, a lot. So please take this with a grain of salt and knowing that not only have I traded it in the past, I am currently in trades for this, but the market cap versus cost basis as is on screen is finding support right there. There's a beautiful bounce right off of the yellow or orange cost basis line. The other thing is it's been trading in a pretty good range. So the daily listing price, you see it kind of bounce off that 2K, go up to 4K, come back down. And, uh, you know, it's starting to approach that 2K. So pretty, there's a lot of listings on the floor at this point, but realistically, it's not that much. And again, not a very liquid project. If you are looking to trade it, trade at your own risk. And obviously know that uh, liquidity is not big here, but at the same time, if you're a collector, there's a really interesting opportunity to be able to jump in and find pieces that, uh, you know, you may may have a resonance or at least put in a, a wrapped ETH bid and see if you could get a, a little bit bigger of a deal if you, or a piece if you want exposure there. So uh, awesome project. I am personally a huge fan of Yazid. Got a ton of their work, but uh, you know, again, I like to highlight some entry points, not just uh, trades. But so, if there's really amazing art and uh, a good entry point, that's what we really wanted to 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 talk about. And the last thing is, I posted about uh, Qwerty, uh, you know, on my Twitter. I try to do a couple of these outside of the pod, and it's just something to to note, right? There's a really good from an analytics perspective. It just bounced pretty hard off of a uh, support realm. Again, full disclosure, the fund owns uh, a number of these, but a really interesting play. And it feels like there's a, an entry point if you've been looking to get some exposure to, to Terra and also the, you know, that um, the art blocks collaborations uh, and a very, very well established uh, artist. And uh, again, just something that might be worthwhile if you're looking for some exposure in this realm. Fantastic. Well, thank you for that, Jared. These are awesome charts to look through, great learnings and fantastic art. So take a look, folks, see if you like any of the art and the price points there. That's our show. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We'll be back next week. We're at collectors underscore XYZ. We'll see you then. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen. If you like this episode and want to help us out, please subscribe and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on YouTube. Please also follow us on Twitter for announcements as we expand to other social and content platforms. Our Twitter handle is at collectors underscore XYZ. We'd also love to hear any feedback you have. So please comment or reach out. We're always striving to be more useful and get better so we can help you in your collecting journey. Thank you.
The Collector's Corner team and their guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.